Okay. All right. So that means that you are ready for another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombats with Valhaven and the Boy. And he spent all that time making me wait just to get ready to lose again this week. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just it. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what new and exciting ways I can, you know, do, you know, what new things I can do to lose. And so, yeah, uh-huh. I have done that. And in fact, yeah, I'm getting closer and closer to, you know, real college football season mode. <clears throat> you know, uh, like I said, put off a little bit. I uh, didn't really get into analyzing until probably last week. Um, didn't do any of my fancy calculations last week. I just kind of eyeballed it, you know, through um, the data I collected. This week, I've started my calculations. I just forgot how I did them. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So I, I think I remembered half of it. So this week, I'm hoping to just be a little bit better. Um, Yes, of course, uh, I want to catch up point-wise. But if I just get a little better uh, this week, and then next week, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. going to hand it to you. How about that? Uh Uh, We shall see. (laughs) All right. To that point, you are currently up in points 99 to, to 68. Um, our records, though, are a lot closer. You're a lot better at your confidence points uh, than I am. Uh, our records both blow. <laughs> yeah, still under 500, so hopefully that'll change this week. Yeah. Uh, and- only 16 games. I thought there were there were less, so I was pleasantly surprised that there were at least 16 ranked games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am as well, uh, and some of them are very good. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, be uh, you know a, a nice Saturday to lay out all the TVs again, and uh, you know have a bunch of games going simultaneously. Indubitably. Righto. He told him knowingly. All right. So, which one do you want to do first? Well, do you want to go? Do you want to go down from the from the rankings, just from one to twenty-five, or? Do you want yeah. to hit the... However you want to do it, I'll have you, you know, lead each one of them off, segue us to the next. All right. So I'll just go from bottom to top. Uh, so the first one, Virginia at number one, Clemson. Clemson favored by 28 at home. Yeah. Uh, this is funny. So uh, before we you know, start off the picks, you know, I told myself I was going to, I was gonna not take the high spreads. Okay. Th- this this week and eight of the sixteen games have teams favored by three or more scores, so seventeen <laughs> yep. or more points. And right. so I looked at it. I ended up taking three of those eight. So okay, <laughs> I I feel pretty good about that. This first one, not so much. Uh, I took Virginia. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the plus twenty eight, I put my lowest confidence on it. Because uh, while I think Clemson should win by that score, uh, I, you just don't know how how late they're actually going to let up and how much they're going to allow in garbage time. Uh, right. So while I have full faith that they can win by 28 points, I'm going to take Virginia in plus 28. Okay. And how many confidence points 
do you have on that? One. One. All right. Very good. Um, well, I, I'm thinking similarly, right? Uh, I am taking Virginia as well. Uh, a little bit more confidence points, uh, not a lot more. Um, but as I look through it, Clemson, they've, they've, they've had the one game. Um, Virginia, I, I think they are one of those teams that, uh, that are kind of scratching mediocrity this year. And I'm not so sure that Clemson um, is in what I would call, you know, uh, just what is the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know that they're there yet. And with that spread, um, I, I'm just I'm thinking Virginia should be able to hang in there and, and cover that. So I'm giving it six confidence points. Oh, all right. Virginia with six. All right. Pretty self-explanatory. The next game, uh, one of the biggest games on the docket, 13, Texas A&M at number two ranked Alabama. Alabama favored by 17 and a half at home. Yep. This is one of the the games I spent the most time, you know, trying to, to analyze. And uh, I'm, I'm really confident that Alabama is going to cover the spread. Oh, um, cool. I have 14 on Alabama to cover. Wow. Uh, the past uh, couple of years, Alabama has gone through Texas A&M. It's been around a 20-point marker. And the last right. year was you know, 47 to 28. Alabama won that game, so 19. Um, it's It seems like it's been that way the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I did more uh, in-depth looking at, you know, the Texas A&M Vanderbilt game and, Although it was only 17 to 12, Texas A&M actually did run the ball pretty well. They just had three fumbles, and I think uh-huh. that's what, what led to their lower score. Um, either way, uh, I don't think Texas A&M is going to be run be able to run the ball very well on Alabama. And right. uh, if if they can't keep their offense on the field, uh, their defense is going to get get worn out pretty fast. I think this is going to be a similar type game that it has been the past couple of years. I think Alabama is going to is going to be somewhere between 42 and 49 points. I think A&M is going to be somewhere between uh probably 13 and 20. Um I think my final prediction is Alabama 42 to 20 over Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M probably gets one of those touchdowns that last touchdown in garbage time, so Right. Um yeah, for, from what I've seen, you know, Alabama is better this year you know they're not they have a lot of their defense back that they had injured last year um i think they'll they'll uh you know have a&m probably by three scores they'll be up to three scores probably at halftime and i think they'll finish covering okay okay um interesting i think this is our first uh, one where we're going to have to square off. Uh, I am actually taking A&M in a very similar way that I took Virginia. I, I think the spread is high. If I look at the talent on these teams, I, I've already gone over it with respect to A&M and Jimbo Fisher and all that stuff. I'm going to throw that aside for now. At the end of the day, A&M's team is almost as talented and as deep as Alabama's. Obviously, the, the factor there, as I've said before, is Jimbo Fisher. That being said, this year's team, this year's Alabama, I've already picked them to win that division, get to the playoffs, right? 
but I'm no, I don't know where they are really yet. I, I go back and look at Missouri. I, I, I don't think Missouri is a very good team. And, and, and they certainly did not come into this year looking to have a very good offense. They put 19 points on. Now, I know some of that was chump at the end, but Bama doesn't usually do that against teams like Missouri. Of course, yes, they were at Missouri, and that's something that Bama doesn't do often either. But at the end of the day, I'm just not sure where Bama is yet. I think A&M might have been uh, looking past Vandy. Uh, Genuinely, I think they put all of their preseason practice time into Bama and not Vandy. Um, I've convinced myself of that. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, I think A&M is going to cover that spread. I, I think Bama is still going to win by double digits, uh, but I think A&M is going to cover that. All right. That's fair. I, I can understand the point you're making. I just, it, the team seemed too similar to last year. And I understand that, right. you know, a- A&M does bring a lot back, but I, I just don't think their their offense is not consistent enough. I don't think they'll be able to, to score a lot on Alabama. They're not. I don't think they'll be able to put up twenty eight this year like they did right. uh, last year. Uh, I think they're going to score score lower. I think Alabama still going to score a lot, and so uh, I think that favors Alabama. Okay. So. All right. Uh, the next one, South Carolina at number three, Florida. Um, this was a this was a tough one for me. I put low confidence in this one. I did take South Carolina to cover the spread, uh, mainly be, mainly from what I saw with Florida's defense last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still gave up thirty five to Ole Miss. Their offense, you know, was firing. They played well. Um, you know, South Carolina played okay against Tennessee. Uh, nothing spectacular. Uh, I don't think South Carolina will be able to hang with Florida, uh, right. especially on the offensive side. Uh, Eighteen and a half is a lot, though, and I just yeah. don't. I just don't trust the defense um, to not hold them under that or to to cover that spread. You know, I think right, right. South Carolina will probably score enough. Probably lose by maybe a couple touchdowns, maybe you know, fourteen to sixteen. Um, but I only have three on it because I'm not, I'm not super confident in that, but I am okay. taking South Carolina. Great. All right. So here we're, we have an accord again. Uh, I'm taking South Carolina as well, uh, with low confidence. In fact, this is my one, uh, this is my lowest confidence, uh, in taking South Carolina. I do think Florida, um, I, I don't know what to make of that, that game against Miss, uh, Ole Miss with respect to the defense. Yeah, they gave up a lot of points. And I didn't expect their defense to be as good this year as it was last year. Um, But I I do think it should be better. Uh, This game is going to be at home. I don't know uh, if, you know, given the length of his tenure now at South Carolina, I don't know if the Muschamp thing really matters anymore uh, between Florida in South Carolina, but part of me does think it, it might, you know, and so there's going to be something there for, for him going to uh, Florida. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just not confident enough uh, to, to put any more points uh, for myself on that one. So South Carolina with one. 
Yeah. And there was a, I think this was a tough week. There's, you know, five games I felt pretty confident in the rest, man. Uh, not, not great, but you know, you have to rank them anyways. And yeah, so this, this, week, I, will, will, this week will be interesting. I think you're exactly right because, you know, some of these I'm going to have really high confidence on, uh, but it's relative to what you just said. If this week was a lot tougher. There were a lot of them that I just wasn't extremely confident on, right? But I, I had to score them anyway. Uh, and so, yeah, as you go through that and you see one that you've got, you say around 13 or 14, I'm like, huh, <laughs> am I really that confident in that game? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the next one, the 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 second biggest game, uh, Auburn seven Auburn at number four Georgia Georgia favored by six and a half at home. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I went back and forth on. Uh, I have Auburn covering the spread in this one. Um, I think this game is going to be a slob knocker. Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. Uh, when we look at Auburn versus Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky actually outgained Auburn, and Auburn still won by right. 16, uh, mainly uh, because of the turnovers. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Georgia, um, especially early on, you know, struggled on offense. Even throughout that whole game, they struggled, they struggled to run the ball, you know, which is usually their bread and butter. They struggled to run the ball against Arkansas of all teams. Yeah. Now you're facing Auburn, which is one of the best D-lines in, um, in the SEC one of the better defenses in the SEC. I just don't know. You know, Georgia, which prides themselves prides themselves on running the ball, you know, didn't show me anything against Arkansas to say, you know, they're they're going to be running against Auburn, right? Right. And we've seen Georgia, especially last year, if they get too one-dimensional, you know, especially in the game against South Carolina that they lost, uh, they're going to have a hard time, right? And then yep. they have those low-scoring games. Uh, Auburn is a little bit of the same way, though. Their offense isn't great. It's a little bit more of a flashy offense, you know, where, you know, maybe they'll hit a big play here and there, but otherwise, um, you know, they, they can't move the ball down the field consistently. You know, they'll get some yards here and there, but does it really amount to anything, right? And yeah. so that's why I, I, I do think Georgia is going to win this game probably, you know, probably by three, like a, you know, 2017 type game mm-hmm. um being at home favor georgia but yeah i think i think it's it's not going to be more than a touchdown so i'm, I'm going to okay. take auburn i uh, put seven on it oh okay so this is one that uh could be a potential for a golf between us depending on how it goes um you know, as you were talking there, one of the things that kind of dawned on me is, you know, by the time we get to the SEC schedule in a normal college football season, <clears throat> or anybody's schedule for that matter, but we're just talking about SEC teams here. Um, by the time you get to that point, you you see the tendencies of teams. You see, uh, you know, is their offense really struggling or defense? Um, are they living up to what I perceive them to be, you know, because I've said a few things about Auburn and Georgia, both, right? I, I kind of classified Auburn as the um, the new Georgia, you know, after Mark, you know, patterned after Mark Rick, where, where, yeah, they get all hyped up. They have a game or two where they look like that hype, and then they have other games like, huh, what, what, what happened there? 
And we don't have that this year, right? We don't have that opportunity jumping right into it to, to fall back on that. Is that offense really struggling for Georgia? Yeah, it looked but ugly. Um, Auburn, is that defense really that good? They were opportunistic, right, uh, against Kentucky. And Kentucky, I felt, was a, a sleeper team, you know, in the, uh, in the SEC East. So I don't, again, I'm coming back to, I, I don't know a lot about these two teams. Uh, I have what I know from last year and very minimal from this year. And so given that it's at Georgia, uh, if I do some just minor quick calculations, it feels like Georgia should cover that. Um, so I am going to pick Georgia, but again, it's a very low confidence. So this one is my four. Uh, on Georgia, again, because I just don't know enough about them, and it feels like Georgia should be able to cover. Okay. Yeah, and and I went back and forth, um, kind of, you know, like you did. uh, You know, we don't know a lot about these teams, and it's only been one game, but, man, I just don't know if I – if I trust Georgia's offense enough to right. to be able to to be able to carry that against Auburn, right? So I guess I guess uh, I guess we'll see. Yep, we will see. Uh, all right, the next one: TCU at number nine, Texas. Texas favored by eleven and a half. Who do you got? Okay, Texas favored by eleven and a half. I am taking Texas on this one. And this is kind of funny. It goes back to what, what you were saying. There are a lot of these and I'm just not confident on this week. And so, you know, given the relativity, some of them are going to obviously have to rise to the top. I've actually got Texas, even though I'm not all that confident, I have them at my 13. Um, and I think the reason I'm going there with this is TCU is one that I, I haven't seen them play um, I don't think going into this year, if it were normal, I would have picked them anywhere beyond the middle of the Big 12. Um, so I, I kind of just go back to what I know about Texas, and I'm going to keep <laughs> I'm going to keep looking at that clock until it does hit right. In the fact that Chris Ash, he's going to do something to improve that defense. I just believe that. I think he's. He's that good of a coordinator. They've got the defensive talent. They've got a boatload of talent on that team. I, I think they are going to shake those guys straight. Uh, I think they know that they have a good team, and, and that's why they've brought all these coordinators in. So I'm going to go back to that. Um, and, and I'm going to say Texas at home, given what the heck happened last week, I think they're going to come out with a little zest, and uh, I'm taking Texas uh, to cover that one. So I took Texas as well for the exact same reasoning you did. Uh, really? To be honest, yeah, and uh, I put 13 on it as well. Really? <laughs> yep. Okay, um, that is uh, interesting. That, yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, I'm actually I have, I'm more confident in this game, um, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch TCU at all last week. Of course, they lost to Iowa State, but um, I, I think it's more of a gut feeling more mm-hmm. than anything but just exactly what you said uh i think i think they'll be prepared um i think 
they'll, they'll be ready from last week. Uh, their defense you know, may not be too much more improved. Uh, they might still give up 20, 30-some points. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to score. Right. Uh, I think they're they're going to come out swinging. And even if the game's, you know, 45 to 30, 31 or whatever, you know, that covers the spread. So right, uh, it's, right. prob- it's probably going to be a high-scoring game, but I do think Texas is going to cover. Okay. That's interesting. I really did, you know, went into talking about it that way because I, I, I thought that was one you're going to um, probably pick TCU even. I really thought you might pick TCU on that one. Okay. <laughs> you thought but, wrong. You thought wrong, man. That is wrong again. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What's next? No, Colonel Sanders, you wrong. Mama's right. All right. Um, <laughs> next one is Tulsa at 11 UCF. UCF favored by 21 and a half. Um, so this one I, I took Tulsa. This was one of the ones I was like, you know, 21 and a half spread. Uh, especially, they, they did put 23 on ECU last week. Um, I chose this because it is a high spread. And to uh, Tulsa, you know, Seems like they have a decent defense. And I know they played Oklahoma State, not the best offense in the Big 12. Um, mm-hmm. But but they, they played him tight for a lot of that game. I know Spencer Sanders was, was hurt for a lot of it. But um, I, I think Tulsa is probably going to be the best defense that UCF, UCF has faced thus far. Right. Uh, I think – and I think that's going to show, especially in the first half. It'll probably be – a you know, seven to 10 point game at the halftime. Uh, and I think Tulsa sticks it out. Maybe they lose, you know, by, by 17 or so, but yeah, I think that's a big enough spread that I'm more confident in, in taking Tulsa and I have them at eight. Okay. Wow. This one is interesting in a slightly different way. So uh, I'm taking UCF uh, in this one. Uh, at eight, I'll just throw that out there right away. So that's why I think it's kind of interesting because here, the last one, we were exactly the same. Uh, same team, same score. Here, opposite teams, same score. So I think that's kind of cool. Why um, UCF? So I, I, I went and took a deeper look at Tulsa, not necessarily in relation to this game, but I'm just still trying to figure out Oklahoma State. And uh, and it's a lot of that is because of what we saw last week with with Oklahoma and Texas both looking really bad and and essentially in the way they lost they kind of said hey you know what we want this to be a free for all (laughs) we want everybody to have a chance uh, to to win this conference you know and so enter Oklahoma State and so I, I wanted to go look at Tulsa you know what really was it about uh, that Tulsa game. Um, and, and as I looked at Tulsa, they return only four defensive starters, kind of to, to the point you made. And in um, returning defensive production, they are 124th. They are like the exact opposite on the offensive side. They, they returned nine offensive starters, including their quarterback. And in terms of the production they returned on their offense, it, it ranks number four. 
Uh, now, again, that's kind of a relative thing, too, because if you were bad last year, Tulsa was four and eight. So returning all of their offensive production doesn't really mean a heck of a lot. But at the end of the day, if I go back to that game against Oklahoma State, what it meant to me is Tulsa should have been uh, giving Oklahoma State more of their run for their money on the offense. And they didn't do that. So is that Oklahoma State? Probably more Oklahoma State there being a better defense. Um, but Tulsa also didn't give a lot on Oklahoma State. So again, it was also it was all about that Oklahoma State game, but it revealed to me that Tulsa, I don't think, has the defense to uh, stand up to UCF, and it's at UCF, um, and that's why that long-winded response that probably put a lot of people to sleep right now. <laughs> that's why I chose UCF. Fair enough. That is a, a fair point. I didn't realize our defense was that bad in returning uh, production. Uh, but I, I still think it probably will be one of the uh, best defenses that UCF has probably faced thus far. So right. I don't know. But uh, next one, 12 North Carolina finally playing again at Boston College. Who do you got in this one? North Carolina and Boston College. Let me find that uh, on my list here because I think I have BC uh, in that one. Uh, yes, I have BC. Um, Carolina favored by you know almost two touchdowns. It's at BC, and you mentioned one reason. Um, North Carolina hasn't played in a while. Uh, you know, we, we go back to that game against Syracuse. That was a long time ago. Uh, at this point, Boston College has played a couple of games since then. They didn't look great. Uh, the first game they won, they won sizably. Uh, the way they won the score, um, just to take fans back, you know, it took me back to my freshman year at Ohio State. Um, it seemed like a very similar game for Boston College in their first game that John Cooper had in his first game against Syracuse. And I was at that game. And it was a similar score, you know, mid 20s for Ohio State. You know, um, the uh, single digits for Syracuse, I think it was 26 to 9 or something like that, if I remember correctly. I could be a little off there, but point is a very similar score. And it, it was a very similar sensation for everybody. You're like, hey, Earl, Bruce, who? You know, John Cooper, it looks like this is going to be pretty good. And I think that's how it looked for Boston College that first game. And then they turned around and really didn't look that great uh, the very next game. Um, but at the end of the day, they are playing an extremely rusty UNC team on their home, uh, on Boston College's home field uh, with two games under their belt where they, they've won, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they're undefeated, uh, still have a lot to play for. I think that at least allows them to cover. I do think UNC will win the game, though. Okay. How much and, do you have on it? And this is one of those kind of relative um, confidence points, right? I'm not that confident, but relative to the rest of the field, I put this one at 11. <laughs> okay. So I took North Carolina to cover, and I put 12 on them. There you go. So here's another <laughs> four. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it is. It was a relative confidence for me, too. Um, this is kind of where it started, but... I am more confident in this game. You know, BC did win against Duke. Uh, Duke, as we saw, was, you know, they're 0-3. They're not a great team. And then, you know, they, they barely beat a, a terrible Texas State team. 
the next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So I yes, it is true. UNC has not played for a few weeks, and that you know game was against Syracuse. They looked very sloppy in that game until the fourth quarter. And so really it is, you know, which North Carolina are we going to see? Are we going to see that fourth quarter North Carolina come out? Are we going to see him wait again till the next fourth quarter against Boston College? Um, I, I Boston College does not have the offense to keep up with North Carolina, I don't believe, uh, even if they keep it close for a while. I think North Carolina will eventually pull away. Uh, North Carolina is not a first-half team, so I think it you know, might be close at the half. Right. Um, but – even though I haven't played in a bit, I do think North Carolina uh, will handle BC by more than two touchdowns. So, yeah, okay. I'm, taking North, I'm taking North Carolina on the road. Very nice. Very nice. Right. Another one. That's another next one. Is, another. Next is South Florida at 15, Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by 21 and a half. And, right. Uh, so I actually took my highest confidence in this game, taking Cincinnati to cover. Really? Uh, because since South Florida has been so bad. They have been utterly atrocious against everyone they've played. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't have as great as offense, a great of offense as the teams bef- that have played South Florida beforehand. But uh, I do think Cincinnati will easily cover that game. Okay. Uh, and so you, you're putting 16, you said. Yep, one. I'm putting I'm putting all sixteen on on all Cincinnati. 16. I have no faith in South Florida's Florida's offense uh, to come close to Cincinnati. Okay, um, I don't know that I can add much more to that. I'm taking Cincinnati at my sixteen. Um, <laughs> I, I think the the, the only thing I would add. So you already covered South Florida. They're terrible. They've been terrible. There's nothing that's changed about them. Uh, in this recent past uh, to make me think that their lot has changed. Uh, I will say they do return, um, you know, 16 starters. But if you look at their recruiting uh, over the past five years, this past year, they had the 109th recruiting class. Uh, They average uh, in the 70s year over year, whereas you see – they're, they average roughly about the same over the past few years, but this past year, 41, and they were a much better team last year, right? And they returned, you know, some decent uh, production and whatnot. So uh, it really came to me, uh, you know, South Florida is who they are. They're terrible. I look at UC, and I think they beat and covered uh, on a, a really good Army team. I, I do respect that Army team. Um, and so, yeah, it being at home, yeah. I don't think, I, I think this is for me, a no brainer. Yeah. Wow. So last, uh, last week we had two of the same and, uh, this week we have two so far. So that's interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, next Arkansas at 16, Mississippi state, Mississippi state favored by 18 at home. Um, this this was one. Uh, this was an interesting one. Um, you know, one that you have to take with a grain of salt because you think, well, Mississippi State put up over 600 yards against LSU. Uh, you know, can they can they replicate that even if it is against Arkansas? You know. Yeah. Um, I did. I did take Mississippi State to cover. Uh, I only put I put six on it. Um, I'm not terribly confident. 
Uh, Arkansas held out for a while against Georgia. Um, on, I, I, I just don't know, especially with the new air raid system at Mississippi State, I just don't know how Arkansas will be able to handle that. Uh, Arkansas's offense is not great. Of course, you know yeah. Mississippi State's defense is worse than Georgia's, so there's a give or, there's a give and take there. Right. Um, I just don't think Arkansas will be able to stop Mississippi State, really, honestly. Uh, so I kind of went back and forth. It is a high spread. That's one of the three that I took, but I yep. did take Mississippi State. Okay. And what was your points on that one? Six. Six. Okay. So I, I went with uh, Mississippi State as well. Uh, a lot of the reasons you said. I think this is actually a perfect scenario for, for Mississippi State uh, it, because I think they've gotten you know way too much credit uh, for beating yes. LSU last week because, again, yeah. I don't think you know LSU has that team this year. Um, so that can easily go sideways. You know, and, and you can easily be exposed. I think this is one where it may take Washington. Uh, Washington see, there you go. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking of uh, Leach at Washington State. Uh, give me a couple minutes, and you know, I'll throw Texas Tech in there. Um, but this is a perfect scenario for them. I don't think they'll be as uh, exposed as quickly. You know, Arkansas, they'll beat them. Uh, I think either way, cover or not, they'll they'll beat Arkansas. Uh, but I think the the reason that matters to me is because I think they still feel their hype, Mississippi State. And why wouldn't they? They just beat the defending national champions. And, and I think that they sure. will be riding that high for a little bit. you know. And, and so bringing an opponent in that really shouldn't expose you and being kind of on that high kind of, you know, to me, gives that gulf to, that, that suggests that, yes, they will they will cover this, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And yeah, I, I do agree with you there. Um, yeah. So how much did you put on it? Ten. Okay. Ten, all right. Uh, next one, talked about them earlier, Oklahoma State at Kansas. Oklahoma State favored by 21 and a half on the road. Who do you got? So, um, you know, I'll go back very quickly to, you know, my analysis on, on Tulsa, right? The reason I took a deeper dive on them was because of Oklahoma State. And in fact, as I think about it, that's why, because I was, I was actually on the Oklahoma State-Kansas um, game at the time, trying to figure out who was going to take there. That's at the point in time when I actually uh, jumped into Tulsa. Um, and so you already heard what I said there. I mean, there, I said a lot of things that really didn't look that great for Oklahoma State. You know, if I accept that Tulsa uh, should have given up a lot of points to them and whatnot, you know, it's but it's Kansas. But they're playing Kansas. <laughs> At the end of the day, is there a more ridiculous uh, Power Five team than Kansas? Uh, you really don't get any more ridiculous than Kansas. You, know, you look at the bottom dwellers of every conference, and if you did a round robin, Kansas is going to end up at the bottom yep. after it's all said and done. I mean, so so Oklahoma State still unsure of them. You know, I, I'm I'm really intrigued by them given the way the Big 12 is setting up right now. 
Um, and, and since it is Kansas, I am taking Oklahoma State, but it is actually very low confidence for me. I'm taking, I'm putting three on them. Okay. Yeah, and I have Oklahoma State covering as well for all the reasons uh, that you, that you kind of stated. It's Kansas. Kansas was losing twenty-eight nothing to Coastal Carolina before <laughs> they came back. I just I I'm no like like South Florida. I have no faith in Kansas whatsoever. Uh, and I think this will be a chance for Oklahoma State to really get their offense rolling. Uh, and now, like we talked about earlier, it's all relative confidence. Uh, yeah, I do I do have a little bit more. I put nine in Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, okay. It's a little bit more, but yeah, I, I have absolutely no faith in Kansas, so it wasn't too hard of a pick. Right. <laughs> yep. And, and Coastal Carolina, yeah, that that is bad. What's their nickname? Isn't it something like the Chanticleers or something? It's like I don't know. I have when no I, idea. When I hear it for some reason, you know, like Three's Company theme song comes on, and I flash back to the late seventies. It just feels like one of those. Uh, you know, wood paneled, fake wood paneled restaurants called Hey Chanticleers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a huge digression. All right. Uh, the next one 18 Oklahoma at Iowa State. Oklahoma favored by seven on the road. Um, this, this is an interesting one. Uh, Iowa State um, has been very hit or miss throughout the year. You know, they beat barely beat TCU. Of course, they lost to Louisiana. Uh, it seems they are a physical team, but they're just not consistent. Oklahoma, of course, the, the big loss to Kansas State last week, you know, they got bullied at the end on the offensive line. I, I think that doesn't bar as well for them since Iowa State's pretty physical up front. That being said, um, after having a shocking blow last week, I think they will be more prepared. Uh, I think they, if they get up, they're not going to let a, a big lead blow again. Uh, okay. it, prob- it probably will be, you know, probably be between a seven and 14 point game, I think, but I, I am going to take Oklahoma to cover the spread. Uh, I think they'll be ready this week. Okay. And I think that I think they'll come to play. So I do. I am taking Oklahoma to cover, and I put eleven on them. Okay. All right. So here's another one. Um, Oklahoma looked ridiculous last week. And the thing is, is we've talked a lot about Oklahoma, uh, you know, going even back to last year because they were part of the conversation. Uh, with respect to to the playoffs each and every game. So we're going to talk about Oklahoma every week. And we're always talking about how terrible their defense is, you know, some of the things that could happen, um, you know, why maybe they should or should not be in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They looked different last week. It, It was, it felt different to me than what I had seen in the past. And those, you know, every time I'd say how terrible their defense was, how ugly things were for them, Last week was actually worse. Uh, if, if I go back to the upsets that they've had in the past, it's, they had a chance. Not, not only did they have a chance, what, what is the word I'm looking for? They looked scared. I think maybe that's it. I think they, I didn't see them really looking scared in those games that they got upset in the past couple of years. They, it was more like just dumbfounded. 
you know, uh, this last week, I, I, I don't think Rattler is, is there yet. You know, and I, I think that I, I keyed on it last week when we were talking about the games and I said, you know, Joe Clatter, somebody had mentioned, you know, Rattler is not those three quarterbacks before him in terms of that ready experience coming out of the shoot. Those games that they lost in the past couple of years that came slightly later on, um, in some cases, probably to better teams than what Kansas State is this year. Now, I know obviously one of them was Kansas State, but if you think about Texas and Iowa State, you know, those teams in those years that they beat Oklahoma, I think were better teams than what Kansas State is this year. I think in those games, Oklahoma just was dumbfounded. I think in this game, they kind of were a little bit scared. They don't have that experience of quarterback. I'm taking Iowa State in this game. Right. I'm not, it's uh, not huge uh, amount of confidence. Uh, it's only five, frankly, in terms of confidence. So what that says is I, I still think Oklahoma will probably pull this out. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if they do not cover. Yeah. And I, and I kind of thought about that as well. Had, had Oklahoma not lost to Kansas state uh, and went pretty big, uh, it'd probably be more along those lines, especially since, you know, Iowa state has played them close the past you know few years. Uh, they seem to have Oklahoma's number, you know, which, mm-hmm. which I really, which I did really think about, but I just think the way Oklahoma lost last week, I just don't think, that's going to happen again. I think they're going to be mentally prepared. So as much as I wanted to choose Iowa state, um, I'm sticking, I'm staying disciplined. Okay. Stay the Uh, course. Stay the course. All right. Stay the course. Thousand points of light. (laughs) Number 20 LSU at Vandy LSU favored by 20 and a half. Um, yeah, so this one, I, I took Vandy. Uh, it's a okay. large spread for LSU. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. Uh, their offense, it, it, you know, it's back to what it was, right? It's back to mm-hmm. mediocrity like we knew it would be. They're playing Vandy, right? Vandy, one of the worst teams, probably will be one of the worst teams in the SEC this year. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you think LSU probably could cover that. So I have low confidence in this. I have Vandy at four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I don't know if, if I can trust LSU to, to put that many points up on them. Okay. And, and so what, what was it again? What was your number of points for LSU? I put four on Vandy. All right. I'm sorry. You put four on Vandy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think this one, uh, it was it started out as a spread thing for me. Uh, 20 and a half points uh, for LSU, a, a team that, well, like I've been saying, is probably may need to brace for a nosedive, right? Uh, that's a very high spread. So I was going to probably take Vandy. But not knowing how you were going to go on some of your games, I wanted to take a, a I wanted to at least find one because I got to get points. <laughs> I got to get points, got to catch up, right? So I was looking for a game that 
I didn't think you would pick that I can take a, just dump a lot of confidence points on and then kind of take a step back and say, okay, am I that confident that that can be the one, which is kind of a twisted pretzel, pretzel logic. <laughs> but <laughs> this was the one I landed on. I, I think, you know what? I think Vandy did show some defense, no matter what I think, you know, even if I said Texas A&M probably definitely looked ahead to Alabama at the end of the day, you know, Vandy did, play some good defense there because um, I think that's the only hope for LSU is that they do run up a lot of points in, in their frustration from losing last week. Um, so this is the one I, I'm, I'm going with Vandy at 15. All right. Vandy at 15. That is very confident. Yeah, we'll see. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, well to the next game, Missouri at twenty-one, Tennessee. Tennessee favored by ten and a half at home. Uh, I put a lot of confidence in this game. Okay. Uh, I don't think Missouri has a great defense. I think Missouri will be lucky to win probably two games this year. Okay. Um, Tennessee did only beat, barely beat South Carolina last week. Uh, I think South Carolina is a better team than Missouri. Uh, it's going to be at home for Tennessee, their first home game. I don't know what that means in terms of fans and whatnot, but, uh, I don't trust Missouri's defense to, to be that great. And so I, I put 15 on Tennessee to cover. Okay. Would you say I'm sorry? Fifteen is that what you said? Yep, fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that there's much more I can add to that. This one was one where we were almost dead on. I'm taking Tennessee with fourteen points, and I, I think it's you, you covered it. I think Mizzou is not that great, and that's kind of you know I take that back to my Alabama analysis. You know, I was. I similarly think Mizzou is going to be one of the uh, bottom-dwelling teams in the SEC. And therefore, you know, I think Bama should have done a lot better than they did. Uh, I think Tennessee at home. um, I've already said I think Tennessee is kind of a sleeper. uh, They and Kentucky are kind of the sleepers in that um, East Division. So, yeah, Tennessee, 14. All right. Next one, uh, actually tomorrow's game, uh, Louisiana Tech at 22 BYU. BYU favored by 24 at home. Yes. Um, yeah, this one, you know, BYU kicked crap out of Troy, you know, the crap out of Navy. So, you know, they've been doing well. Uh, I, Louisiana Tech, I believe, has only played one game. I still think they're probably the best team that BYU will have faced up to this point. Um I don't know much about Louisiana Tech, uh, but I, I picked in the I picked Louisiana Tech to uh, not lose by more than twenty four points, right? <laughs> in this game, so I took Louisiana Tech at five. Uh, okay. Not, not very confident in this game, uh, you know, because if BYU gets rolling, they might be able to you know, win by four or more scores, but um, I, I just I don't know. I don't know enough. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of analysis on this game. So, yeah. Due due to the high spread, I'm just going to take Louisiana Tech. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, very similar for me. Um, BYU has been, you know, hitting it pretty well, uh, but it is Troy. It is B. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Navy. Troy and Navy uh, are the teams that they they played, and they did theoretically look pretty good doing it. Um, Louisiana Tech. I did do a little bit of research on them. Uh, I, I think they don't return a whole heck of a lot defensively. Uh, I think they're ranked 128th in terms of returning defensive production. Not really returning a lot of offense either. Uh, they are a type of team that goes out and hits the um, transfer market uh, hot and heavy, and they do have quite a few that have immediate eligibility from some high-profile schools. Uh, former four-star four, uh, recruits, so you know they fill in a few gaps. Uh, they have uh, Skip Holtz is their coach. He's been there for a few years now, and uh, taken them to uh, uh, you know multiple bowl games. I think it was a ten-win season last year. I have to double-check that real quick, but I think um, yeah, ten and three last year. So it, it is. It's a team. Um, Maybe not this year, but it is one of those like a, a Louisiana Lafayette, like an Abbey State, one of those that can kind of creep up there in the group of fives. And I just I don't know about BYU um, to know that they can actually cover the spread. And that's what it comes back down to, again, to your point, is that, that big spread. Um, and so, yeah, I'm taking um, Louisiana Tech very similarly, a little bit lower confidence. Uh, I'm putting my two uh, on that one. I think it's really because it is at BYU. BYU has shown something where I don't know that LaTeX has really yet. So I was close to actually taking BYU on low confidence on the other side, but I ended up taking uh, Louisiana Tech with my two. All right. Uh, next, NC State at number 24, Pitt. Pitt favored by 14 at home. Uh, man, this one, I just keep thinking uh, Pitt – you know they're giving when they're given you know double digit spreads. It's just so tough to pick. You know, right? Uh, Pitt plays in those low scoring games. I mean, Syracuse twenty one to ten. You know, of course Louisville they tied the spread last week. You know, it doesn't matter. It seems like it doesn't matter who they play. It always seems like it's gonna be a, a low scoring game. In it, even if they win by double digits. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, NC State's terrible. Uh, yeah. I don't have any faith in NC State, but I don't know if I have a lot of faith that Pitt is going to win by more than two touchdowns either. So All right. I, I, I did take Pitt to cover. I, I only put two on them. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'll just start with what you said about NC State. Uh, I think they are terrible. I don't, I don't think they're very good. Uh, so I am taking Pitt myself, but I do think it's more of a reflection of um, how bad I think NC State is, because I think everything you said about Pitt is exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Narduzzi, Pat Narduzzi, came from Michigan State. Uh, he basically came from Michigan State when they were reaching D'Antonio's peak years. Okay, and, and you look at Pitt; it does look very similar to a uh, D'Antonio team. Um, And I wonder, part of me wonders if some of what is happening this year maybe is 
kind of where they may start to sneak up and, and maybe Pat Narduzzi, I don't know that he's ever going to peak uh, at the point that um, D'Antonio did and actually getting to the playoffs. I don't think that's ever going to happen, honestly, with it. I really don't. Uh, but I think that, you know, they have an upward trend that's beyond where they are now. And, yeah, they got a couple of good games under their belt. They're undefeated. They step into a game with uh, NC State that I think they're absolutely going to win. Right, I start to feel a team here that can um, really start to build, uh, and so I think they're going to win. I'm not confident myself, strongly confident that they can do two touchdowns. So it's really more of a reflection of NC State uh, at the end of the day, and I'm going with Pitt with nine uh, confidence points. All right, the last one: 25 Memphis at SMU. Memphis favored by two and a half on the road. Who are you taking? I'm taking SMU. Um, you know, as I went through this one, and, and you look at uh, SMU and Memphis, and you compare them as teams, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, you look at their recruiting classes last year: Memphis 66, SMU 70. You look at their average over the past five years, Memphis 68, SMU 73. I would argue that those are probably not statistically significant in terms of their difference. Uh, so at the end of the day, they're pretty much going out after the same talent. They've got the same footprint uh, on their teams. I know Memphis has been a bit more high profile over the past couple of years, uh, but they virtually re- Turn the same amount of starters. They both return starting quarterbacks. Um, they, they both return seven on defense. Uh, Memphis returns one more on offense. So they're, they're very similar in that way. You look at their records last year, Memphis 12 and two, um, SMU uh, 10 and three. I think one of the key differences in why I am going uh, the way I'm going on this with SMU is they look like the same, a similar team, similar footprint. Memphis lost another coach again. You know, so this is they're on their third coach in the last in the last what six or so years, maybe, right? Because they had Fuentes who went to Virginia Tech. They have Norvell who goes to Florida State. Um, yeah, UCF has shown in Memphis to a degree that you can maintain some consistency, but at a Group of Five program like this, uh, is it is it really? Is it really that much, right? And I think it's, that's what I'm coming down to at the end of the day. These teams look very similar to me. It is um, something I give uh, SMU uh, an edge for in terms of having consistency in coaches, it being at home, and it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, that's within that field goal again, right? So I'm actually going with SMU, very high confidence, 12. All right, so... This will be uh, another uh, big game that splits us then. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it simple here. The spread is only two and a half. That means Memphis only has to win by a field goal. Uh, I took Memphis in this game. Uh, I think they are very similar teams, a lot of what you mentioned. Uh, simply put, I think Memphis has the better offense. This game's most likely going to be a shootout. Um, what we usually do see with group of five teams is that the, you know the home team – is, is generally f- favored, and they generally win. Uh, I think Memphis ha- has a little better offense, and in a shootout, uh, to what I deem 
is the better offense. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to win. And so uh, I have ten on Memphis in this game. Okay. All right. So that gives us one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six games where we are picking opposite. Um, and in many of those, we are picking polar opposite. UNC Boston College, we are picking polar opposite. Bama and AM, there's a big gulf in that one. Um, Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State, another big golf. Tulsa, UCF, another big golf. Um, yeah, there are some big swings. In, in those six games that we picked differently, there are some big swings. So this is going to definitely be an, an interesting week. Um, I mean, I've already started eyeballing games that I, I might root against myself, <laughs> you know, like I was doing last week, you know, I mean, because you were so far ahead in points and on those games that I could win. I was I had lower confidence on, and so I'm like, well, geez, I I, I need to lose those because he'll, his point spread will keep increasing. So, yeah, I've already started looking at potential games that uh, you know, would be best. They they would be my optimal losses, I guess, in case you, you start winning. So, uh, all right. So that then means that we are finished with. Fuck, I'm a mess without leaving on the board.